Hey, dude. Uh, fucking the guy who pilots the Toggies, his name was cool too, but. Oh, Zex Marquise. Is his name Zex. Fucking Toggies. Free Underbar. Yeah, Free Underbar. Danny's like, I'm not gonna watch Gundam unless there's a kid named Free Underbar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host, Sam the Bomb. And of course with me is Pilot Nick. I am a Gundam. You hear that? He's a Gundam, so... Fuck off! Run and tell that, alright? Nick's got beam sabers, uh, heat hawks, cracked mines... And what is that? The Vulcan gun? I got extendo, extendo fist? Extendo claw fist? With laser attachment? Claw? I think in Gundam Battle Assault 2, <laughs> when you're playing the Zeong, and you use his saber attack, it's his, it's his claw hand thing, and he goes, claw. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there's like a weird, there's a weird like announcer guy. Claw. Yeah, there's like a weird <laughs> announcer guy that announces when you're doing shit. And, like, you can't block against saber attack, so every time you do a saber attack, he goes, you can't defend. <laughs> it's so it's a weird game. It's a weird fighting game. Let me know if you want me to stream that. What's, what's the mobile fortress called? Oh, the big zom. The, 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 no, 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 no. The floating thing that, that carries all the Gundams and shit. Oh, I don't know. The, the federation the actual the like, yeah the actual spaceship yeah i don't i it's like it's smallish you know it's yeah well it's bigger than the nadesco i know that because <laughs> i remember looking big. at a chart wow this is fucking sad we can't remember it doesn't matter it's not in the show yeah <laughs> they're like who cares i mean there's another version of it but yeah anyway. yeah i don't know i fucking know but anyway we're gundam noobs why did nick bring that up why are we talking about gundams because bitch we're talking about mobile suit gundam thunderbolt today one more just squeezing in one more decade spotlight right now kind of because it's like an ova movie kind of thing but like still really cool and nick suggested it. it's a side story in the universal century yes pretty early on in the universal century too and also um you may notice that i didn't introduce danny that's because she's not here because she sucks anyway no i'm just kidding she's doing a thing for work this week she'll be on the next couple episodes and then she's gonna go on vacation again so we'll be without her for a a little bit again me and nick will have some guests on or we'll do a couple more you know whatever's but until then the dynamic duo is back blap 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 Scraw! <laughs> What's the bird sound? You gotta make this the bird sound. Like all the rapper, yeah. Skrrt! Yeah, yeah. Skrrt! Grrrt, grrrt, grrrt! Or the, the fucking, what's that guy's name? Designer. In like this freestyle thing he did for Big XL Magazine. He was always like, Grrrt! <laughs> God. <laughs> oh man, dude. I'm just going to download sound bites of rappers doing that and just insert just them, add them into our episodes. arbitrarily throughout the episodes. <laughs> or every time Nick says something, <laughs> dude, white base. That's the name of it. Jesus Christ. Oh, white base. Oh, the name of the, I had to go to yeah. Wikipedia for that. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> well, better late than better never. Better late than never. Uh, dude. Yeah. So we're going to talk about mobile suit gun and Thunderbolt. And it was actually, and I had never seen it before. And Nick had, seen some of it and he was like we should watch this and talk about this because this is sick and i was like nah dude this sounds lame and then i watched it and it was dope it's actually sick dude you nutted probably i know it uh when yeah when you see the first gundam oh oh okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh dude so we're gonna get right into it, and we're gonna we're finally gonna talk Gundam because we've never talked Gundam before. I think in the past, like Nick had brought up Mobile Suit Gundam and Shars Counterattack, and some other. I de- I know I definitely know in the past I've talked about Build Fighters and other things like that, but we definitely have never just done an episode on something Gundam. So if later in the episode this turns into just like Gundam shit, then 
you know, like with the Pokemon episode, then that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to let you take the lead on that. I've only seen uh, Gundam 00, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, like the TV show, not the movies. Although, I would advise people to just watch the movie trilogy for like the first, like for Mobile Suit Gundam. Season. Yeah, yeah, because. I mean, if you really want to go back and watch it, but anyway, yeah, because the movies are just like a little bit more, they're more succinct, less, a little more streamlined. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen that in double O and then Gundam iron blooded orphans. Yeah. We, (laughs) oh yeah, that's right. We did talk about IBO because it was one of the ones that was airing during season and part of Gundam wing, part of Gundam wing. I think, uh, yeah, IBO was bad. Uh, but like, (laughs) I mean, it was really cool, but like, dude, what's her name? The girl was so fucking Kudelia. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude! Every actually every Gundam female is just a dime. Like all of them, they are all very, very pretty, super pretty. Like I really want to watch uh, Turn A Gundam and uh, what do you call it? A- oh, Eighth MS Team. Okay, Eighth MS Team. Gundam Unicorn and stuff. Eighth MS I mean, Team. A lot of them are Universal Century. Super though. sick. Like I love. Yeah, it. that one's not UC though. That right? Or is no, that a side story? Eighth MS Team is UC. It's like it is. Yeah, but okay. it's after it's though. after War in the Pocket. Oh yeah, War in the Pocket was the other one I wanted to see. Too. War in the Pocket is the other eight episode OVA that's really good. Um, but yeah, dude, we can get into that. We can talk about that later, like after we talk about Thunderbolt, because these all happen in a matter of a few years. Actually, actually, I think five or five or ten years or so. So it's gonna be sick. So we're gonna do that real quick. I gotta go replace my beam rifle magazine, so we're gonna take a break right here. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think beam rifles have magazines. I think they just have batteries. And I feel really stupid for saying that. And I will commit Sudoku right now. <laughs> that being said, uh, links. <laughs> <laughs> or what's the what's the Wolverine noise? Snick it. <laughs> like the Snick it. Links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there, patreon.com slash anime summit. You can become a patron today, and when we reach $1,000 goal, Nick will send all our patrons a jar of his bath water. Oh, God. <laughs> he, <laughs> even he was like, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so last year, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true, yeah. That's that. Okay. Wait, was that even last year? Was that 2018 or 2019? I think it was, like, it was probably end of 2018 or beginning of 2019 around there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, uh, Okay. Better, better idea. Nick will send you his toenail clippings in an envelope. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll dust them up for you too, so it looks <laughs> real dusty. Dude, I I legit haven't clipped my toenails in like two months. Oh dang, dude, you got to do that, or else you're gonna get ingrown. Cut. No, that you no. The way to get ingrown is if you cut them curved, because then they're then they are gonna then grow they'll into curl your skin. around. Yeah, yeah. I think with your fingernails you can get away with it though. One of my buddies, he had ingrown, but it didn't go out and curve around. The sides went into his the side of his big toes. Yeah, no, I, I had I had a minor version of that one time. Oh, dude, it wasn't too bad. Mine mine was okay. He no, he had to have legit surgery. And I remember I went over to his house to take care of him for a couple of days because like all he could do was like lay around. They they didn't want him to walk on his feet because they were afraid. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Gundam feet later. But yeah, dog, that's nasty. Clear your toenails, Jesus Christ. Um, I just had mine cut the other day. Thank you, Trisha. Shout out to Trisha. Uh, freaking wow! My name is Simon. I have a significant other. <laughs> dude, let's get into the listener Fucking question of the dude. week. This Bullshit. one, <laughs> this one actually comes from our mod, uh, a raging Aztec, aka ARA. Um, best anime school to attend. Uh, Nick, what did you put? All right, I went with prison school. Stupid. You know why? Because I want them fat fucking titties in my face. Okay? President Mari, you know, and uh, Mako, the really giant jugs, and then Hana, you know, she can she can get that golden shower at the end. Golden so, shower. Look, squat on me, you know, pinch my nips. Just let me in that all-girls school. Okay, so I think I, kn- <laughs> oh, God. I think I knew what this question was asking, so my original answer I don't think really counts, but I'll say it later. But if I were to change it to like the legit answer it would be the school i forgot the name of it i just had it up and i accidentally closed it but the school in tenjo tenge because everybody there like every club there is just like a martial arts club and you just join a club and you learn to kick people's asses 
Which is when they go when they hit people. Bop, 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 bop. Blap, blap, blap. But originally I was going to say I would go to the school of Turtle Hermit. Master Roshi oh, School. Oh, fuck, man. Okay. But I, I think, honestly, but I think the, honestly, that would be my real choice. But I think the question was asking like an actual kind of like. Yeah, yeah. That's that's more of like a trade school or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like a trade, martial arts yeah. school. Like tra- I think they meant traditional school. Yeah, I think they meant, yeah, like a high school or something. But no, I. Second choice for me, Code Geass, you know? <laughs> catch some uh, catch some table coon molestation in, in the, you know, in the off hours. Table <laughs> Dude, you gotta watch Code. Have you seen Code Geass? No, I've not all of it. No, I just I didn't like it. There's robots in that. There's it's a, it's a crazy. There's robots in that. It's a crazy campy show. It's it's. I find it really funny. It's a drama, but it's like a melodrama. You know, it's crazy. So, yeah. Code. Didn't they have a movie that just came out a couple years ago? The Resurrection. Yeah, Lelouch, of the, Resurrection Lelouch or something. Of the Resur- yeah. yeah. I don't know why they did that. Lelouchy. Whatever. <laughs> Leluchu. Okay. Anyway. Let's get into it, dude. Waifu has Bando. Waifu is Carla Mitchum. She is a scientist for the Xeon forces. And uh, she specializes also in, like, prosthetics and uh, pilot-mechanic relations. And her pilot-mobile yeah, relations. She, like, helped... Like, she and her dad, I think, helped develop the technology for, like, the Berserker Xeon robot. It's the, not the like... Psycho, it's like their version of a Gundam, the psycho, right? Zaku. The Psycho yeah. The Psycho Zaku, yeah. So, like, basically that lets pilots compete with Gundams in a way. Yeah. You, it's like you become just ramping up, you know, it's technology wars. So think of know. it like, uh, you know how, like, an Evangelion, they're, like, psychotically synced to their, you know, their Ava. Yeah, they have the sync ratio and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's... It's kind of like that. That's like that, and we'll, I'll, and we'll explain that in a bit. Um, that's something... The, the pilot has to be something called a new type, and we'll explain that in a second. Um, oh, do they have to be a new type for the Zeons? They do. Yes, they do. 100%. Oh, okay. Actually, that makes sense. Daryl might not have been, and that's why they did the limb thing. But yeah, like we can talk about that later. But yeah, no, Carla. Dude, plus, though, Carla, she's fucking She's a hot, shit. nerdy scientist. Like, well, every girl in Gundam is, like I said before, is a fucking. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, every Gundam God-tier. girl is pretty, pretty cute. God tier, dude. Pretty cute. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the original Gundam because they looked like fucking blobs, but you know, whatever. <laughs> 70s animation no freaking uh yeah no they're all pretty we, we should do a waifu wars of just gundam waifus <laughs> dude anime girls didn't get hot until the 90s okay hold on don't we'll talk relax all right prove me wrong prove me wrong <laughs> good on, good on. okay there, you know what maybe maybe the, at the end of the 80s you could convince me with a couple okay we're gonna we're gonna like have to do a waifu with smackdown okay. with like just there's a few exceptions. Gunbuster, you know, girls. the one, you know, the spider chick from Wicked City. All right. You know, the spider I'll, I'll chick. That, but. <laughs> Dude, she was fine, though. Uh, and then Husbando is uh, Daryl Lorenz, who's a pilot for the Principality of Zion also, and also one of Carla's love interests. He's the, he's like her childhood friend? Yeah, I think they were childhood they friends, They were childhood too. friends, yeah. I think. They, um... Daryl Lorenz is pretty much the main character on the Feder- on the Zeon side. Voiced by John Young Bosch. Yeah, JYB, dude. It's all about JYB. Um, but yeah, dude, that's why who has been a Carla Mitchum and uh, Daryl Lorenz. I always yeah, love the names the, of uh, characters. The, Gundam. the names of the characters in Gundam Doku. shows are so sick. Dude, yeah. Oh my god, we we gotta find the like the coolest Gundam character names and just like rank them. Shar Aznable. Like, dude, no, no, no. Shar's full name on on Mal is fucking sick. Wait, he's got a full name? I thought it was just Shar. It's like a fucking badass, dude. I've said it before on the podcast. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's like super noble, but badass at the same time sounding. Like, all right, let's just. And then there's like G Gundam, right? Where they're all like, like, you know, uh, they all have names based on their country of origin, like Domon Kashu from Japan and Sai Sai Chi. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's Char. Casval Rem Dekun Edward Moss Quattro Bajina the Red Comet Asnable. The Red Comet Asnable. <laughs> oh fuck oh, off! Like every and there's there's even better names than that too. Like he he doesn't even have the best Rel- name. There's there's better ones. Relina Peacecraft like, from Gundam Wing. Yeah, <laughs> so badass. Fucking a, dude. Uh, fucking the guy who pilots the Toggies. His name was cool too. But oh, Zex Marquise. Is his name Zex? 
fucking tall geese. Free Unterbar. Yeah, Free Unterbar. <laughs> Danny's like, I'm not going to watch Gundam unless there's a character named Free Unterbar. <laughs> she probably would, though. Yeah, she dude. Probably would. Classic. But fucking, okay, so here we go. Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt. Okay, so I would say it came out 2016. It technically started like at the end of December 2015, but that was like just yeah. Like, the OVAs were the were the first part, and then the movies came out later. Yeah, um, which are the com- movies were compilations. Were compilations of the yeah of each part. There's eight episodes, four episodes for the first act, four episodes for the second act. Um, based on the manga Gundam Thunderbolt by Yasuo Odagaki, uh, he which that manga is still going by the way. Um, so this only adapts the. The Thunderbolt arc is what they call it. Um, the the OVAs or films or this show rather was uh, directed by Ko Matsuo. He did uh, he did some Banana Fish storyboarding, some Freedom storyboarding, Gungrave. He was an episode director on. I'm trying to see what else he like straight up directed. Oh yeah, who's who's the director again? Ko Matsuo. It's listed as episode. So like what other things has he directed that we can compare? Valve Rave. There we go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. There you go, dude. I've heard uh, hilarious things about that. He's like done a lot of episode directing. Oh, Red Garden. Oh, the Red Garden Dead Girls, too, so. which I've never seen. It's an OVA. He's directed a lot of OVAs. Oh, Rosen Maiden. There we go. All right. So Komatsu. <laughs> there's him. Uh, Studio Sunrise, obviously, they handle all the Gundam stuff, but they've also, of course, done oh. Cowboy Bebop, Daily Lives of High School they, Boys. They animated the Gundams with, like, regular digital animation, for the most part. Yeah, no, and there's it's no... fucking gorgeous. Like, you think, oh, okay, because this is, like, the middle of the 2010s that the, all the mechs are CG and shit. No, Studio Sunrise doesn't do that. <laughs> like yeah, this ain't no Knights of Sedona. If you've seen okay? any of, like, the latest stuff, like IBO or Gundam Build Divers... Or uh, Gundam build fighters. All the Gundams are they're two D. I mean, they're you know they use digital animation, yes, but they're two D animated. So yeah, Sunrise don't do that. They don't play. No, you, you mean three D? You said two D. They're no, I mean they look two D though, but they're not. They're C. They're CG. They're not like fucking you know uh, all the other big robot anime out there right now where the the robot is completely CG like Kuromokuro or. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't look that bad. Plus, this was an OVA slash movie, so they a, like they had. It's just it. The animation and the shorter it is, the better the animation. That's basically and, the rule. And Sunrise, you know, they want to go ham. Like if they're not doing a full series, yeah. Plus, it's Sunrise. Yeah, it's Sunrise. <laughs> They've been doing this shit forever. So, yeah. The music was uh, done by uh, Kikuchi Nariyoshi, and uh, or Nariyoshi. Kikuchi. Oh yeah, so. This dude is fucking badass. So like we were looking, he's a lot of jazz. He's a jazz artist. Okay, so like he there in this in Thunderbolt, there's a lot of like talk about jazz and and music and how music helps the pilots get through stuff and whatever. And he did a lot of the jazz works and and all the other works as well in it. And Nick was like looking for his shit earlier, but I thought he did Cowboy Bebop stuff because you know obviously there's a lot of jazz in Cowboy Bebop and. It's not listed on his Mal or, like, his Discogs account, but, like, he was one of the you musicians. I think he was, like, a musician yeah. in Cowboy Bebop, He was right? one of the saxophonists or something, probably, because he plays saxophone, probably. bassoon. Quote us on that. <laughs> well, because, like, I mean, because if you Google his name, you'll find Cowboy Bebop shit. So, but, yeah, he's fucking, the music in this was amazing, and we can talk about how that powered some of the fucking scenes later. And just because it's Gundam, I want to mention the mecha design is done by Hajime Kotoki, who's also done pretty much a bunch of other Gundam shit. Gundam Evolve, G Gundam, uh, 0083, Stardust Memory, uh, pretty much almost every other show in the Universal Century he's done. 8th MS Team, The Origin, Victory Gundam. He's even done Super Robot Tyson. Uh, mecha design, which if you've never seen Super Robot Tyson, is, this is like an OVA based on the game, but Super Robot Wars. Anyway, 
which has Gundams in it, for God's sakes. But yeah, and and, and just uh, to mention again, the Kikuchi also worked on uh, the woman called Fujiko Mine, the the Lupin. Oh, did he uh, show? I had the thing open and I didn't fucking see that. Yeah, he did the music for that, and then he also did the saxophone in Trigun. The saxophone so, yeah. in Trigun, dude. Yep. <laughs> Imagine how much <laughs> of a, a badass you powers. have to be to put that on your resume. Yeah, the guy, the guy, the guy could play a saxophone and like damage people with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vash would shoot a bullet and he'd be like, <laughs> and, like God, fucking, dude. Like, blast him. <laughs> so he's basically that character in real life. Uh, so yeah. Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt. Here's a summary that came from Mal. In the UC Century 0079, forces of the Earth Federation and the Principality of Xeon engage in a battle within the Thunderbolt sector during the One-Year War. This section of space, known as known for its constant strikes of electricity, proves to be a deadly battlefield as Federation pilot E.O. Fleming leads a charge against Xeon's ace Daryl Lorenz and his squad of snipers. With the fighters on both sides proving to be formidable soldiers, neither side is willing to back down fighting strategically amongst the remnants of colonies. So in this sector is pretty much a whole destroyed like space colony. There's buildings flying everywhere. There's a part where when EO and Daryl are fighting, they land like in the streets on a floating fucking section of this colony. And they're, it looks like they're fighting in a city battle, but they're still really in space and it's pretty cool. Um, uh, the first, so like Nick said earlier, it's an eight-episode OVA, but they're kind of like in two acts. So the first four episodes are in one act. The second four are in another. And they're divided into – they're compiled into two movies. Uh, yeah, the first one is uh, December Sky, and the second one is uh, – what's the, it's the Rose. I'm drawing a blank. December Sky and Bandit Flower. Bandit Flower. There we go. That's actually a sick I name. Should have, uh, <laughs> I had that written down, and I, I I tabbed away from it, so I was like, fuck, where's the name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, so like... And you can find... Did we say where we can people can find Oh, yeah, this? dude, sorry, my bad. Where you can you watch You can find this? them on YouTube right now. You can literally go to Gundam's official YouTube channel, which is Gundam Info. It, yeah, it's Gundam Info. So like, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but not for a while. Literally, you should... You could watch most Gundam stuff on Gundam Info. As soon as the show is done, they pretty much upload it like a couple months later or a year later. So, like, if you're looking for latest Gundam stuff and you don't have, like, Crunchyroll or VRV or anything like that, you can literally go to Gundam. I don't even know if a lot of Gundam is on Crunchyroll, is it? I, I A lot of it is on Hulu. That that I know for yeah. sure. But, like, on Crunchyroll, I'm not sure. And a lot of it is on VRV. So it might there might be some on, on Crunchyroll if it's on VRV, but um, I I think a couple of them might be on High Dive too. I don't know. I don't have High Dive, but definitely Gundam Info. Yeah, actually, High Dive has a lot of old stuff. Okay, then then they probably I bet you they have the older UC stuff. But like Gundam Info is legit though. You can legit watch and it's so right now on Gundam Info you can watch dub and sub and it's the movie versions. So like, um. They're like an hour, ten minutes long each, and you can watch pick dub or sub. Just type in Gundam Thunderbolt. Literally, it'll come up right at the top. Um, so that's where you can watch it if you want to watch it right now, and you don't even need a subscription to anything. Just YouTube. So fucking some background information without getting too much into like how the Universal Century, the Future Century, or the After Colony Century works or anything like that. Just talk. Just give like give like a bird's eye view because I don't even know all the details of that. I mean, it's it's the it's the uh, the uh, god damn it, Zion's and the um, Earth Federation. Yeah, the the basically Zion. Sorry. Yeah, the Principality of Zion versus the Earth Federation. Gundam is very complex. There's so many things going on in Gundam that it's just you, it's easy to lose track. So yeah, yeah. The easy thing about the UC Sentry is that it makes use of the of the true science of of the way the universe is right now. So there's Earth, there's America, Africa, Japan, and then there's the moons going around and things like that. So that kind of makes it a little easier to understand. Um, the What took place in... So the original show, Mobile Suit Gundam, took place in the year 79. And during that time... In those few years, 
There also took place 0080, which is the year 80, War in the Pocket. Year 80, 8th MS Team. Some other OVAs, uh, I think Igloo was one of them. And then Thunderbolt, which is the last one to take place in 0080. So from 0079 to 0080 is the one-year war. And Thunderbolt takes place at like the very towards the end of the one-year war. So Mobile Suit Gundam is when the one-year war started, technically, or a little bit after it started. Thunderbolt is kind of where it ends. And then, then you can go on and see like 0083, 0087, 0088, all that stuff. Later, I will mention 0093 where Shars Counterattack takes place, which is an animated film. But I only mention that for a second when we talk about the the shit, the new type shit. But basically, it starts in the space in the Thunderbolt sector, and there's the Zeon's main mobile suit, which is a Zaku, are stationed in different hiding spots, sniping at the Federation. And the Federation is just throwing what they call a GM, which is a general mobile suit, uh, pilots are just dying left and right, getting sniped, just like, fuck, you know. And they get their best pilot, E.O. Fleming, to to pilot a Gundam that takes advantage of the new type technology. Uh, that Gundam, I believe, is called an F.A. 78, which is basically an RX-78, which is the original one. But they call this a... F- I know some of these words. They, they call it a full <laughs> armor, yeah. Um, because yeah. it has extra arms to hold like two more shields, which is pretty sick. But it's it's a it, Gundam is a toy selling franchise like, transform, like Transformers. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoshiyuki told me no. The original Gundam creator he wanted to make the Gundam white because that you know it make more sense in a military setting like all like pure white. But they're like, no, we gotta sell toys. You gotta add colors. <laughs> so like, you know. That's that's a cool little neat fact. Right I there. think later down the line there was a Gundam show though where there was one that was like all white. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I like, mean, I'm sure they. I think you know, it was actually Nate Hammond's team, but I don't remember. But anyway, GMs are getting sniped. E.O. Fleming gets in the full armor FA-78, and he's able to literally fly two times faster. The alloy is stronger. He's like jumping off of meteors and parts of the space colony that's broken up. And he's elim- no concussions whatsoever. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's eliminating snipers left and right. And he's able to capture uh, a Rickdom unit, which is another Xeon mobile suit, and bring it back to the Federation's base because the Federation actually recycles and reuses parts of any mobile suit they find. It doesn't matter if it's Xeon or Federation. And so the war, it kind of just, like, becomes a game of, like, okay, well, okay, now it's your move. All right, now it's your move. And they kind of go back and forth. They do a really good job of showing both sides. Yeah, it's, it's an arms race. Every Gundam is an arms yeah, race. Yeah, pretty much. And they do a really good job. So, like, in other Gundam shows, you know who the bad guy is. And then you know who the good guys are, right? And, obviously, the good guys get slightly more screen time, obviously. Like, whatever. In this both sides get almost a pretty much equal amount of screen time. You don't even, I mean, you want to root for the Federation because, you know, originally they were the good guys. But, like, they show you pretty much just as much of... That's the thing about Gundam, though. Like, were they were they really the good guys, like, the whole time? I guess that's for, the, that's, Z- that's for you to decide, I suppose, yeah. Because it's kind of complicated, right? Because in Gundam, the Zeons have their stories, too. They're not just, like, comically evil. They do. No, they're not. Yeah, it's it's basically nation versus nation, you know. the the yeah. I believe in, like, 0070 or 0068, year 68, is when Zeon became a republic and decided to, like, secede from the rest of, like the earth colonies and stuff like that and it was just like that's that's a whole nother discussion but like you know you're right you're absolutely right they're not like your you know your textbook villain they're they're kind of like they always they've always had another story and stuff and they kind of blurred the lines with that in the original gundam they just in this small thunderbolt story they really blur it it's just really you know yeah it's almost the opposite actually like the the uh, federation feels like the bad guys I would agree. Actually, our waifun husbando are both Zeon. Like, they're <laughs> our husbando is the main Zeon character um, who's like the pro sniper in the beginning. And so, the first movie pretty much compiles their battles in this, this Thunderbolt sector. And by the end of it, Daryl 
he's got cut off legs and he's got like these stem yeah he has amputated legs yeah i don't know why i said is cut off the- amputated is a word <laughs> sorry um was his his left arm wasn't amputated right away right he started with both arms he started with both arms and then they were yeah. they they were creating this zaku 2 which a zaku 2 is basically a zaku but it's red and has more armor and equipment and um the Z- red makes it go faster and this part <laughs> this particular <laughs> zaku 2 was a psycho um a zyko style or the reuse p the reuse the reuse psycho zaku 2 and they were doing like test runs with it and he puts his like they made his legs his like um i don't want to call it a peg leg that sounds like a, a terrible term for it but like the the his their prosthetic legs i mean they kind of are peg legs yeah I mean, they're, has, they're just he has metal attachments. prosthetic almost just like a stem and he's able to inject them into the floor pedals of this zaku and he sinks more in with the legs and like it shows him like doing a test run where he's running and he's like i feel like i'm running like outside like with actual oh yeah legs. and they're playing they're, they're playing this awesome uh uh not jazz music but it's more um what do you call it like band music the kind of music he's listening to is like yeah it's like oh I, there's not i don't have a good description it's uh there's a good video on YouTube that describes how Gundam turns music into a weapon. It's in by Cartoon yeah. Cipher. Yeah, I, I linked it in our own our own little chat. But yeah, check out Cartoon Cipher. The uh, Cartoon you know, they Cipher. Have, they yeah. have their how Gundam Thunderbolt turns music into a weapon. They describe it better than I can. So that, they will describe it better how we will. But the music in this is yeah. fucking amazing. So later, when he's out there fighting El Fleming in the new Gundam, he loses his arm, his left arm. So then they decide to replace that with a prosthetic. And then they think, okay, well, you know what? To get him to fully sync with the Psycho Ozaku, we're going to cut off his right hand and then put a prosthetic over there. Yeah. So I, I think I would describe the the, uh, the Zeon music as kind of like Frank Sinatra style, almost. So like, yeah, like you have like a band. singer and a piano. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. And then whereas the, the uh, Federation music is jazz. Yeah, E.O. Fleming, he loves jazz. He's like a drummer, and he yeah. like drums on his in his cockpit a lot. Um, but yeah, dude. So like now he's got all four of his limbs that are able to plug in to the cockpit of the the Psycho Zaku. Yeah, it, it, it enables like an instantaneous connection, basically. And he basically... it's like directly into his nerves. Oh, God, dude, when you say that, it's just like... It's so horrible because that scene was actually like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that scene was the, the worst part. Is like, yeah, in the in the battle with uh, Fleming, he so he loses his left arm, but he still has his right arm, and and like you know you you cut to these uh, commanders. They're like, we need to activate this fucking psycho Gundam. We need him. <laughs> ask him to you know ask him to, to to you know sacrifice his body for the principality. And it's like you have this fucking badass looking general dude Burroughs with like the the beard and the mustache and the hat. That that dude looks awesome. He doesn't have much screen time, but anyway, he's like standing there, just like saluting him as as the as the guy. He gets his other arm cut off because like he has to connect into it even better, you know. Yeah, and so he goes. So on like that, he, he goes. He, they the, cut off his healthy arm. Goes on know? the surgeon's table, the, and then they just they sedate him and and, cut uh, and Carla is just like she's just like losing her shit because of that. Carla, yeah, the Xeon scientist who we mentioned before, she's the one who performs the surgery, and it's just like. And they're and they're playing this, you know, they're, they're kind of their theme music over, it, and it's just like it's really, it's really well directed, like all those scenes, especially when he's running in the Gundam to like sync up with it, and he's like imagining himself running on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh man. Oftentimes <laughs> you can see like the splashing of his feet, but it's just it's just fucking metal. And that's a good point too, because oftentimes like, even if it's just like there was a character named Colonel Kaufman. And he didn't have that much screen time, and he ended up—he was one of the guys who was like really good at piloting. He ended up dying too. And there's a there's a scene where if it's just for a minute, they go into his bedroom and they see like that he had all these baseball bobbleheads and baseball pictures. Oh, that's in the second part, yeah. Oh yeah. So what I was saying is like oftentimes each character a, has like their own type of thing. Yeah. Well, often when a character dies, you see a little glimpse of like their human life, and it's just like, oh, dude, like. And they don't do the thing that a lot of anime does where they flash back a million times for like side characters. No. They do it a couple times for main characters, but it's it 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 fits in well. But with the side characters not like 
here's fucking five minutes of my life story, blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm going to die now. Like, they don't do that. They just, they kind of show, it's like a short scenes of like, oh, this is their room, you know, this is. This was their life. The people around them, you know, feeling bad and all that, so. And, dude, yeah, it's, they, they, they connect, they want to connect you to a, to a character, even if just for a second, and it works somehow, the way they do it. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah, with Gundam Thunderbolt, it's a lot more. It's a smaller scale than most Gundams, like almost every Gundam. Because in in all the other Gundams, it's just like it's a fucking world conflict. We got these countries, blah blah blah. You know, they got this huge, you know, bird's eye view of it. But this one is just like you got the people on the ground, and they're like, you know, they're all suffering, and and you know, it focuses on in, just in, this particular part of the war. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah, magnifies that part. Yeah, and they're all they're all suffering because like even the. You know, while um, what's his name, John Young Bosch? I'm just gonna call him that. <laughs> well, Daryl is is like amp- he's like fully amputated. He has no more natural limbs. He's he's um, so he's suffering. But then also, Eo Fleming is you know he's trying to he's trying to slap some sense into Claudia because she's just like she has to send all these like children into battle, literal children. <laughs> it's making her go they, nuts. Yeah, they're like I think the children are new types. They can uh, pilot. Well, they're and they're also so, making them pilot to to see if they are, which is oh yeah, they're basically test they're they're like uh, test them. God, basically. when you say it like that, it sounds so yeah, it's so horrible. Like yeah, and, and, and <laughs> like, oh EO like it, EO has to has to lead them into battle, and he's and he's not like ready for that shit either. So it's like it's it fucking really magnifies crazy. the 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 trauma and scars of war like really bad, like more so than other Gundams have done it too, but this one in particular was just really like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That, I mean, I've I've heard people say this is one of their favorite Gundams. Like even people who've seen a lot of Gundam, I've I mean so, I've like, seen a nice this, handful. This is of Gundam, probably up there. And this is one of my favorites. Like, yeah, not counting like build, um, but just well, like, yeah. The I mean, the, like the is that the, like build fighters? Isn't that like a fun one? Build or fighters just, is, like, is basically a proxy battle with with Gundam models. Yeah, with Gunpla. Yeah, so that's like super lighthearted. Yeah, no, it's super <laughs> it's fine, super like, fun and kind of kind of cute. It's, it's targeted to kids to get them to buy more models, um, but. Like not counting that one. Like I've seen Gundam Seed, I've seen most of Destiny, Wing, I've seen the original, and I've seen Athemis Team and War in the Pocket. Like this War in the Pocket and this one are magnifying one situation of the one year war. And that's why they're really good. Adding that human element. The yeah, especially War in the Pocket. This one is a little more war centered and War in the Pocket is more, um, it focuses on the main character, Bernie, and his little brother, and, like, the girl who Bernie's little brother is, like, friends with, who's actually a Federation pilot, and it's like, oh, shit, and his brother is a Xeon pilot. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, but, so, then, right, pretty much both sides are fucked. They just get fucked up. They abandon their main motherships. And they touch down to Earth, and then you find out. Yeah, that's kind of the end of episode one, or of the, of the first movie is where, you know, they're it's like that final part of that battle. Basically, in space. yeah, base and without like spoiling like who wins that battle, Daryl or Eo. But ba- it's kind of hard to tell, actually. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're, yeah, never mind. Yeah, but it's kind of hard to tell which side wins. I guess like they're one on one battle. You know who wins, right? And it's fucking great. Like the, I don't want to say what happens, but like the end of it. When you know when they reveal themselves from the cockpits, like Eo's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know? Pretty much, he's he's just like shitting himself because he's so frustrated that he can't beat this one um, Zeon uh, uh, pilot, right. even though he's in a Gundam. And they they communicated like, directly like, in Darryl's the beginning really because Eo captured the Rickdom. So when he got yeah, inside Eo like, has slaughtered like tons of Zeons. Oh, dude, yeah, he's a pro. Like he's legit a pro. Like his his pilot skills are. 10 out of 10 easily so the second part bandit flower takes place on the earth you find out later that the continent they're on is actually australia which is they wanted to touch down there because it's basically a wasteland like it's just fucked like not not in terms of like nature the nature is all still there and it's fine but in terms of like uh habitability there's nobody there there's broken cities everywhere it's yeah it's gone and so they touch down there for their base of operations. The remnants of the the Xeon uh, forces from the Thunderbolt sector go down there and join the Xeon forces down there. Same on the Earth side, except the Earth has reinforcements coming in as well. 
And then the this is kind of like, and this is not really a spoiler because this becomes part of like apparent to like halfway through the the second movie is there's like this third faction called the South Seas Alliance. And they're, they're a bunch of like monk fanatics or something. Basically like, yeah, called fanatics, monk fanatics. And this is where the new type shit comes in. Um, because these fanatics all start coming in in goofs. And if you don't know what a, a, a goof is or a goof, it, a goof and a gaff. It's ba- <laughs> yeah, a goof and a gaff. <laughs> goof and a gaff. Goof and a gaff and a goof and a gaff and a gaff and a goof and a gaff. Uh, a a goof is is basically um, it's basically a zaku, but it's more balanced. Oh yeah, they're like mushroom looking things, right? Those are at guys. Okay, the big brown things that go underwater are at guys. There's different ones too at the end that are they look like mushrooms. Yes, and I think those are amphibious doms. Um, that sounds right. Yeah, because yeah. they they build them for underwater, but the goofs are basically balanced zakus that are really really fast. Um, they can't hold on to too much equipment, but the reason why they're really good is because the alloy is stronger and they're quicker. Um, and all the that's what all the monks are piloting, and they come in, and they're basically like, "Get off our land," and they're like, "Who are you people? What the fuck are you doing?" And they're like, "No, fuck you." And then it turns out that they have a cult fanatic spy in the Federation forces. And then um, it's a little confusing. I had to like kind of go back and, and rewatch some parts and read like what was going on. But basically at the end of it, and there's not really an ending because this is just covering one arc. I think if you read the manga, you'll probably... Yeah, the manga is still ongoing, like you, like you said earlier. Yeah, so, like, and that's Hopefully why I got confused, get a too. season three at some point. Well, because, so, like, Nick was like, okay, watch Thunderbolt. And I was like, okay. So I watched I watched it in a place where they were broken down into eight episodes. And then I saw that they were two movies, and Nick was like, no, I linked it. Those are two compilation movies. I did link you the movies. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Like, I just, like, didn't even realize. But, um, because the way it ends is so, like... Um, the way it ends is E.O. Fleming, everyone kind of runs away and goes back to their shit. And E.O. Fleming goes up to the commander, who's this old lady, and he's like, I want answers and I want them now. Why is Claudia still alive and with these called bitches? Because you thought she died in the first movie. Why Why is she with these called bitches and what's going on? And she's like, well, there is there was this laboratory a long time ago that tested on new type children. And I was one of those children. And Claudia was adopted and some other stuff. And then she says that the leader of that cult, his name is like Yufen Lee, or I think his name is, or something like that. And they believe that he's a master new type. And the way he's brainwashing people is to use his telepathic new type ability to brainwash them. And. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the monk at the end. Yeah. yeah. And then it just ends. And it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> to be continued. Read the manga, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yep. So to explain what a new type is really quick without, like, getting lost in the weeds is, like, the explanation for a human. So Nick could become a new type, right? The explanation for that is that humans, as humans, we continue to evolve, right? Like, obviously, back in the day, the average lifespan was, like, 50. Now it's, like, 70 or 80, right? Um, in the future... To adapt to live in space, our body foregoes this evolution in which we can communicate telepathically to talk across light years and things like that. So that's what a new type is. And this, yeah, new types have like psychic powers, basically. Yeah, and so this is on the cusp of of new types being discovered. Um, this is around the time they started becoming big. They started becoming a big deal. Yeah, Amaro Ray was a new type, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's the, why I was. The original that's what I was going to mention guy. next is the movie uh, Shars Counterattack, which takes place in 0093, which is like a direct sequel to the original Gundam. And Amuro and Shar like settle the score pretty much. They both pilot new type mobile suits, and with these new type mobile suits, they can basically control these drones that pop out of their mobile suits and shoot at each other like it's crazy and so new types are more of a norm in that movie 
Um, but they don't really explain too much of it or where how it was discovered in the movie. They explain what it is, but they don't explain how it originated or where it was discovered or whatever, you know? And so I thought this was my first time watching Thunderbolt. I thought it was super cool to see that, oh, shit, this is where it came from. I bet you this cult leader made it really popular. And then that's how, like, people started learning to unlock their fucking new type abilities. You know what I mean? Because there's, like, a yeah. bunch of pilots of, that are new types in 0093. And it's like, oh, shit. And this, like, Thunderbolt's a good jumping off. Well, it's good and bad because it's good in the sense that, like, it's better than most Gundams. <laughs> or that's almost the bad part. But, like, it lets it kind of brings people into the Universal Century. In, a, in my in opinion, a good like, way. It's, a good, it's a good starting point. In a good, so yeah, yeah. With, if you're interested in Gundam, just, like, check this out. It's pretty short, a couple hours. Right. And most of the mobile suits in here are are from the original because they're still using these because, obviously, this yeah. is only a year later. It's still during the one-year war. So, in fact, also, you see, a, you see the... the the Xeon forces are actually building a second Xeon, which is like the really powerful thing that Shar piloted in the original. There's a, uh, there's a uh, mini Zams. There's at guys, goofs, uh, Gundams, GMs, gun cannons, it's gun tanks, which is awesome. Um, fucking yeah. It, it's really cool. I really like it. It, and so like, let's talk about the animation for a second. Cause we talked about the story enough, but the animation too, as Nick mentioned earlier, like obviously they're using, uh, Dude, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, obviously they're using, um, you know, digital animation and and computer animation to do some of this stuff, but it's not the mechs aren't themselves. They're not CG. They're not they're not one hundred percent computer graphic mechs. They're drawn, um, digitally and then animated digitally on a computer. But like, it looks fucking amazing. Like it's most big robot anime shit that you see lately. The whole robot is just. CG and it's just it was fresh like a breath of fresh air and obviously like Nick said earlier it's fucking sunrise you know they're gonna fucking do it and they had a bigger budget obviously because it was an OVA slash movie yeah but yeah it, it looks sick I, I actually enjoyed the character designs the most um character designs are really good the art style was like trying to call back to like that that OG Gundam style but still updated like with kind of the big eyes and the noses and shit you know but like the character designs were, no, they really looked good. really modern. I, I mean, the characters didn't look. I don't know. I don't think the character designs looked almost anything like the originals. Maybe a couple of them did. A few of them did. But it's like realistic looking uh, faces. Not. It's not like the, you know, like the typical anime face, like a one, like the same shape, face yeah. type of thing. Yeah, a one, the a one face. The a one Everyone face. looks like Kirito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or the Kyoani face. Kyoani, but face. like. It it uh it has that realistic look to it. Who's your closer who's your Sato- favorite character? Closer design. to Satoshi Khan style. Um, what? Who's your favorite, favorite character design? Dude, honestly, I liked I liked all of them. Um, I don't maybe maybe Eo Fleming. Dude, he looks fucking badass. Like his hair is just spiky. Like th- he looks like Jolteon. <laughs> he's just like his hair is just like zzz, like zaps. The way they designed uh, him is like he's they made him look super confident, which he is. So it's like. He just looks yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go with Burroughs. This dude, fucking love this dude because he's got the he's got like the military cap with like the brim on it and he he looks kind of like a pirate. I can link you here. That was the Zeon guy, right? Yeah, he he's the Zeon guy who oh, I found uh, him right he's here. in the first section of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. He's got like I mean, one. Obviously, all the, the girls other. are hot as fuck. So, I mean, every girl in there. Yeah, no the the pilot that you meet in the second movie, Bianca, um, Bianca Carlisle. She's she's a little firecracker. She's a little firecracker, dude. She's cool. Like, there's a part where a bunch of like like male pilots are getting uh, laser tattoos, and one guy's getting it on his butt cheek, and he's getting the the company logo. Like the division logo on his. Oh yeah, yeah, this is a funny scene. On his butt, and she comes in. She's like, "Oh, what are you guys doing?" He's like, "We're getting tattoos for the division because we're we're pilots and blah, we're men." And she's like, "Okay, cool, I'm up next." And she just strips, and she strips, and you see that she's got a bunch of tattoos all over her body. She's got undies on. And then all her men are like, all the men are like, "Whoa, dude, you got like 
hella tattoos. And she's like, every division I was a part of, every war that I was a part of, I got tattooed on my body. And it's like, shit. <laughs> like, dude, she was That cool. makes sense. Dude, she- Actually, I think that's originally what tattoos were for, was like identification. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the original purpose of tattoos. Yeah, it's it's the same it's the same way as like, you know, how certain members of the of the the military will get, you know, their company's logo on them and whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it, it was it was cool. Yeah, she is a cool character too. I like her design and her her pilot suit is like pink with like uh Yeah, she's she's Mari. She's Mari. <laughs> she's Mari, dude. And uh yeah, freaking our waifu is actually Carla Mitchum. She was she was super cute. Uh super hot. Nerdy glasses. Sexy time. Hot. She's a babe, dude. She's a babe. If she was a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. She'd be Abraham Lincoln, dude. <laughs> uh but yeah, so oh man, dude. Got him Thunderbolt. And the, and the it, it very much still carries on all those themes of the scars of war. Um, but again, like I said earlier, it's a magnified, it's one magnified situation or story in the, the whole story of the one year war. So it's, it's, it's definitely more personal, you know, you're more attached to both sides. You're attached to both sides. You kind of don't know who's supposed to win. I mean, you do know, but you don't, I mean, I, at the beginning I was like, okay, cool. They're going to focus on this Daryl guy and maybe that's who I'm going to root for. But then, like, it showed the parts of, like, EO and Claudia trying to, like, help each other. And I was like, fuck, like, these guys are suffering, too. Like, and he's trying really hard to, like, you know, keep her, his shit together and keep her shit together and lead these children into fucking battle. And all the children basically, like, get massacred. And it's like, okay, well, fuck, what do I do, you know? And. Yeah, both sides get fucking decimated. Pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah. Nobody really wins. <laughs> no, yeah. So. No, yeah, it really it really doesn't. And I I'm curious. I kind of want to read the manga. I've never read a Gundam manga before. But yeah, that'd be interesting. I would like to I want to continue reading like the Thunderbolt uh manga for sure. We should do a we should do a Gundam review series just go through the Universal Century. <laughs> the, you Actually, know, I think that there's might podcasts that have bad. already done that, I'm sure. That might but. not be that bad though. Because yeah, yeah, we'll see about it. Well, it goes from the the thing is each Gundam series, like the regular Gundam series in Universal Century, are each about fifty episodes long. Plus, some of them have movies. So and then and then it's pretty a much lot. everything <laughs> after Double O eighty three is a movie. Like yeah, like most anime nowadays are thirteen episodes, maybe twenty six, but Gundam is like double or quadruple that. I think Victory Gundam is a series. There is a compilation movie of Stardust Memories, so we don't have to watch that whole series. Uh, but there's like, yeah, there's, yeah, I don't know. We could, we could. That'd be hard. That'd be a long episode. We could slowly work our way through it. We could slowly work our way. Dan- Danny, you got to be on board. You got to watch Danny. <laughs> we'll bring someone else in who's a Gundam fanatic. Yeah, there's got to be other Gundam fanatics out there. Those could be Danny's weeks off. I freaking. Man, I used to be really into Gundam, man. I was buying... They used to have the models just at Target in the toy section. Uh, Gunpla? Well, maybe yeah. Not, maybe not Gunpla. No, Target, yeah, Gunpla, dude. Else. I would go to Toys R Us okay. or Kmart, and there would be a, literally a Gunpla section. And then when Zoids came out, they put them in the same section. There was like... Because when Zoids and G Gundam were airing at the, on Toonami at the same time, they put the Zoids next to the G Gundam Gunpla. And I, I have Shining Gundam... I have Rising Gundam. I think I have Dragon Gundam. Shining Finger from Neo China. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you had to paint the fucking thing, the the hand. It looks stupid. The way I painted it, it looks stupid. But I love models. I love putting them together. I just never have the patience to like do the full on painting shit. But yeah, I do have a couple it's very detail oriented. Yeah, I have one from. Apparently they're really hard to like actually put together and like make perfectly too. They're not hard to put together, but they're hard to make perfect. Yeah, yeah, like you because you can stamp them together and then be done. But like then to make them perfect and make them like legit and look fucking cool with all like the the details and shit, it's like that's a whole nother like challenge. By yeah, itself. but crazy. I have I have a flag fighter from Gundam Seed, I think it is or something, and then I have a I have a panda guy, which is a panda version of an ack guy. 
that I have not built yet. Um, but fucking Gundam is cool, man. But yeah, basically, it is like a, a way to sell toys. <laughs> Actually, at Target, I was at Target yep. a couple weeks ago, and they have Gundam figures in the video game section, which is weird. It's like a anniversary thing, but they had a Gundam wing figure, and I was like, what the fuck? Hell yeah. Oh, interesting. I do have a lot of Gundam figures, too, because I just didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to put these together. They look cooler. I'm just going to buy them. But, dude, now, yeah, it, honestly, Nick had a good idea, and it makes me want to watch more Gundam because the last Gundam shit I watched was IBO, and it was not good. <laughs> like, it was cool. Mario Kata, gonna Mario Kata. Mario Kata. It was cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It just, the characters were, some, a lot of the characters were just not written very well, and it was just like... I mean, to be fair, that's true for a lot of Gundam. <laughs> but, like, you get this campiness from a lot of the Tomino stuff. Like, Gundam Wing is just pure camp. It's fucking insane. Yeah, Gundam like, their Wing. Their shit doesn't make sense. Yeah, Gundam Wing is. <laughs> and, and But that's not, I mean, that's not even the worst one. I mean, that's that one's, like, in a fun and kind of a bad way. Um, And then, what is it? Seed Destiny? I've heard that's the worst one. It is. It could it's be really wrong. bad. Gundam Seed. I've heard that's just, like, garbage because gundam seed was but. fine and then it then they they choose they chose not to end it straight up you know and then destiny came out and it was just kind of like okay what are we doing this is like you're just dragging this on nobody really cares i don't care you know what i mean and it's just kind of weird but i got the ultimate question nick if you if you were if, okay so they came up to you and they said, Nick, we want you to pilot this mobile suit for our cause and fight for our cause. Tell us what you want us to build and we'll build it. Anything from the Gundam universe. Xeon, G Gundam. Wait, you're asking me what to build? What you'd pilot. Oh, dude, I don't fucking know all the Gundam models. Just of what you know. <laughs> just of what you know. I, I don't know. I like the Zaku. I think the Zaku's look the coolest. I love that shit. Would you pilot the Zaku I mean, too? There's a, there's some there's some really cool looking Gundams, obviously, but dude, I I'm not I'm not the right person to ask. So you know, fuck if I know. Fuck if I know. I fucking know. Dude, Nick, would dude, you give me pilot? Like Gundam? I'm saying, give me one of those Gundams with like claws and shit. All right, dude, Nick would pilot the Big Zom. It's just a big fucking floating base with legs. <laughs> <laughs> like Gurren Lagann style. <laughs> yeah, and like it doesn't have any arms. It just has a. It literally is a bunch of lasers around its whole body and then two big legs. <laughs> like, and it just... There we go. Let's go. Nick is just going around kicking people. Dude, I would love to pilot the... The, um... The Crossbone Gundam or the Master Gundam from G Gundam. The Master Gundam was cool from G Gundam. Fucking Master Asia. This hand of mine is burning red, Okay. Dude, I'd pilot the Burning Gundam too, actually. Burning Finger? I'd Burning Finger y'all. I'd Burning Finger you. <laughs> Concho you, dude. Right up the butt. But they, they need to get a Gundam to... What is it? It's called Concho where they poke their finger up their butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just mild assault. You know, not that bad. The Concho <laughs> finger, yeah. <laughs> what do you you like put your hands together and it's like... Yeah. yeah, you put your fingers together like a, like a gun, you know, and then you just go, ha, and you get somebody. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't actually do that. If you, Little kids can sometimes get away with it, but actually they get in trouble too. But anyway. Whether you're a Gundam fan or not, though, let us know in the Discord or on Twitter what you would pilot. Be like, I found this one online. That's what I would pilot. You know what I mean? Or if you are a Gundam fan, let me know. Anything. Could be a Zeon. Could be an At Guy. Panda Guy. Bear Guy. Could be the new ZL from 0083. The RX seventy, uh, RX eighty, the Feistless with the fucking cannon thingy, whatever, whatever you want, dude. Let me, let us know. You should also watch Gunham Thunderbolt because it's free on YouTube. No excuses. You can just watch it right now. And if you really like it, you can buy it on Amazon. Oh yeah, that's right. You said you sponsored Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, you can get it. You can get the whole thing for about fifty bucks right now, give or take. So I mean, honestly, it's an easy watch, and then you can say you have a Gunham thing in your collection. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a little pricey for basically two movies or almost the equivalent of one movie, um, 
but it's it's like really good. I don't know if there's like extras on there. I haven't checked them out, but you know, if you really are a fan, then there you go. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, and let us know if you want us to review more Gundam titles, or if you really don't want us to review them, because <laughs> I'm sure there's other podcasts. I do want to watch Gundam: The Origin that takes place before the One Year War. Yeah, wasn't that just a retelling of the original 0079? It's it's well, it's kind it kind of is, but it, it also takes place before, so in the year sixty eight, and then it goes from there. Okay, okay. It actually shows when Char is like a little younger and shit too, which is really cool. Yeah. So what are we what are we rating Gundam Thunderbolt then? Ooh, scores, final scores, final scores, score grade, whatever you want to give it. So both movies, right, or each movie separate? You could, either way, however you want to do it. Or the sadness in the pain of it. Or the happiness and joy of it. After the time goes by, all is in the past. sweet, but I give the first movie like a, I wouldn't say like a, like an eight. And the second movie, a six. Dude, same. Yeah. <laughs> the exact same. That's crazy. But like, like I, I don't give eights very often, but that first movie was like, honestly, if nothing else, watch the first, watch the first half of Gundam Thunderbolt. Just watch December Sky. At least do that because that movie is actually fucking incredible. Yeah, I yeah I agree um, with that. I agree with that statement. It's amazing, dude. It's it's like that's how I want war stories to be told. You know, I mean, it's war stories are kind of similar a lot of the time. A little cheesy, a little melodramatic. But this just like, had like a cool top, back but, and forth, and each. But this was just really well directed, and like the music was incredible. A lot of mecha fights, and the mecha fights were good. And, like the explosions were good. Uh, and it was animated really cool. I just love the way they incorporated the music with it, with the scenes. Like, this is a good example of that. I mean, you just imagine Whereas, somebody going crazy on a saxophone, and then you see E.O. Fleming just backflipping, thrusting back and forth, jumping off of whole pieces of yeah. colony. Like, yeah, it's like jazz is just going crazy. And, like, it, it, it would, like, they, they would, like, smash cut from a, a kiss into, like, a thunderbolt, you know? <laughs> it's like, holy right, shit. Right. So, like, this, this is, in my opinion, this is better than Promare. The. This is what I want out of music in my anime. You know what I mean? Sure. It has to it has to really uh, accentuate the scenes. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of when they're flying around like that and you hear the jazz. It reminds me of Cowboy Bebop when you just see oh yeah 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 Spike just ripping and dipping and then just like that really quick jazz that that house club jazz just going in the back. It was funny. You got to have the highs and the lows, like the silence and then the no music, you know, and music there. So it was yeah. funny too, like because like like Carla or not Carla, but Bianca and Yo Fleming, they like share that interest, and they're walking down the hallway to go like suit up, and they're talking about music, jazz music, and he's like, "Yeah, man, that is totally Universal Century jazz. Like that is the era of jazz right there." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like the way they yeah. said it is like, you know, it was really funny. Um. But yeah, as far as the second movie goes, like the first movie, incredible. The second movie is pretty good. If you're a Gundam fan, then you'll like the second movie, right? Um, especially if you want to see more of the story. Good fights. Then it's worth watching. It's definitely worth watching. It's just not quite, in my opinion, at the same like emotional level as the first one. Yeah. Just watching watching Daryl and, and all you know, and, and and all the cast just go through all their shit. It was it was fucking crazy, dude. And they they did all of that in one hour, like so. If they can do that in an hour, there's, you know, imagine this is why we get frustrated when when anime TV shows take so long to get going, you know. They did all of this in an hour, right? Right. Why does it take why does it take so long sometimes? It's like fuck, man. <laughs> why are you taking up all of my three episode rule doing this one thing? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's actually a good a very good point. Like, yeah, like they did it all in an hour. They told so much in an hour. They magnified a really big story within the one-year war in a couple hours. And it's like, shit, you know. And the story of Daryl by himself is, like, compelling, you know. It's crazy. 
But I agree. No, I agree with you. The first one's really cool. Definitely watch the first one. And then if you want to keep going after that, then you... Keep- yeah, I would say that the second one is on par with most Gundam. I would put it in that category. And, and I would say most Gundam is, is pretty good. I can agree with like, that, yeah. I haven't seen all of it, so I can't... I, I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't really be commenting because I haven't seen all of it. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's worth watching. It's above average for sure. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So check it out. Watch it. Go to YouTube.com/slash/GundamInfo. You can watch it for freezies, free ninety nine, right there. It's not you know YouTube red bullshit. It's literally just right there on their channel. Watch it. Watch that shit. Then let us know what you think. Also, let me know. What you would pilot? Because if you're a Gundam fan, you know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about. What would you pilot? I want to know. Hook, hook a sister up, would you? Uh, that being said, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for listening every week. I've been Sam. That's Pilot Nick. And we've been the Anime 